Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. seems to get involved, doesn't he? I'm telling you, too many coconuts have hit him right on top of the skull. Well, I think uh, Anthony will be a great acquisition. He can do it all. Avery, whose show is this? And we're live. Welcome everybody here to the Lakers Lounge. I'm Anthony Irwin. As always, well, not normally joined this way, but joined here by Ross Chapalu. Normally, we would be talking right after last night's game. But seeing as it was a loss, and it was a loss before a Sunday, and nobody listens to podcasts before Sunday, I figured we would, we would you know, save today's um, show, or this episode here, for a Monday that features people driving to work. Um, I, I, I do, I guess, have to apologize, though, to people because they were anticipating that. I, I greatly appreciate that people were anticipating uh, a post-game show after that one. Um, it was because of you guys that I hopped on there and recorded a lowdown um, because, you know what, you guys were right. If, if, if I'm going to call out Bill Simmons for not recording on uh, nights that the Lakers win, I should probably hop on there and record something on nights that the Lakers lose. So that was that. Uh, Raj, have you have you like have you recovered? How are you doing, buddy? Yeah, I mean, can we just talk about Celtics Heat? That seems like a lot more fun. That's just, that seems like an <laughs> a lot more enjoyable. Should we call this a that- pressure cooker? Should I just like rebrand everything? Put the lounge behind us over here, and and, yeah. and uh, remove the lounge stuff, and put the pressure cooker, uh, uh you know, branding up there. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. You know, so I'm gonna try to keep the faith as much as I can. I think I think it's like a zero to five percent chance, but you're not out till you're out. You know, LeBron James last night said, uh, "If we hey, they got Mo play, Bamba back." Yes, Mo Bamba, Chris Haynes with the uh, Mo Bamba, um, you know, report. So. Yeah, but yeah, that was you know it was very easy yesterday to go into off season mode, but I want to I'm gonna try to save that until until we are absolutely eliminated. But I recovered. I rewatched the game, felt a little bit better after going back and, and watching it and seeing uh, how close or not close we were really to uh, to winning winning game three. Not close made you feel better. Well, like if it was like a one point game, you know, I would have kind of felt worse like that we didn't come through with it. I'm like Denver uh-huh. was just better. They were just better than us, and sometimes that's a little bit more reassuring than if it was like, you know, they won on a game winner or a Maxi Kleber three or um, the guy I forgot, you know, who beat us in Indiana and all and all that. Nemhard, right? Nemhard, yes, yes, yes. Andrew yeah. Nemhard. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. So I, I mean, I guess I, I I see that, and um, to be honest, like I've I'm kind of kicking myself for the way that I bet this series. Um. <laughs> Like Denver, 
is better, has been better. Like they've been the better team all year. Even, yeah. you know, clearly before the Lakers made their trades. But, um, you know, at one point, the, the, the Nuggets had like an eight-game lead on the rest of the West, right? They were just, they were just uh, you know, lapping everybody. And then mm-hmm. they took like the last month and a half off, um, as you can do when you're in that kind of situation. Jokic was feeling some of the crap that was coming uh, by way of the MVP conversation. So he winds up kind of sulking his way to a second or third place finish, whatever it was. And, um, and I think we, we are, you know, arriving at a place or have arrived at a place where like everybody who paid any attention to Denver over the course of the season is like, Oh yeah. Yeah. That's right. This makes more sense, you know? And like, again, um, you know, without going full Giannis and doing the whole, like, you know, failure is just steps to success or whatever it was that he was saying. Um, it, it, like this season, and like you said, we can talk about, like, you know, postseason stuff and, and, and recap it all when that time comes. But, like, this is a a overwhelming success, right? Like, yeah. they, you know, uh, maybe maybe not for like a typical LeBron James season, maybe not for a typical LeBron and AD season. I understand that point as it's made that like, boy, how bad were things that a conference finals sweeping potentially is seen as a success, right? That like they are so far removed from that championship that this yeah. is seen as success and that's maybe a point worth making um, in and of itself. But regardless under this current context, the fact that the Lakers arrived four wins away are still, you know, technically four wins away from making a finals, uh, yeah. is, is like, it's, it's, I, I don't know. I, I'm always going to remember this season. It, it, this, this, this ride to this point has been incredible. It's remarkable. You start two and 10 and you're just wondering, and the whole season is about since, since actually last February actually was, Where's Russell Westbrook going, right? Everyone goes to Summer League. Is he going for Kyrie Irving? Are we moving that trade? And that's what this whole – and the whole season was about. We start the season. We start off terrible. Lonnie Walker moves to small forward. We're starting three guards. Kendrick Nunn, we're trying to get him to the rotation. And it was just a bunch of – it was a mess. It was chaotic. Um, I forgot what Kevin Durant called toxic, like the situation. But it was kind of that throughout the season. And then they kind of turned it around. Anthony Davis stepped up when LeBron was out. LeBron stepped up when AD was out. And then we just made a miraculous run here. And people forget LeBron was out a month during that run. So, yeah, like I'm, I'm not mad how the season ended. Like if Jamal Murray is going to turn into Steph Curry, I'm not sure what like what you're really supposed to do in the first half. Yeah. Jamal Murray became a, a mix of Damian Lillard and yeah, Jamal Jamal Curry. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, Jamal Murray turns into to Steph and Dame combined in that first half. Jokic, I knew we were dead, Anthony, when Jokic like didn't play the third. We we ended yeah. like plus two. I was like, oh, that's that's a really bad yep. sign because he's about to come in absolutely fresh in the fourth quarter. Well, on top he, of that, I think I don't think Murray scored in the in the third quarter. If he did, it was like he scored four points in the third quarter. So yeah. like he hardly made an impact in the third and Jokic didn't play. <laughs> and, said, like, and LeBron and LeBron and AD played the whole quarter. That's when you knew like you were you were done. Like that's when you knew it was over. I was like, oh, that's not that's not a good sign. Um yeah. the one that hurt though, especially rewatching it was the 
KCP jab step dribble left step back over Lonnie Walker. I was like, oh, yeah. that is that hurts. Like we were on a run. Bruce Brown talking all the stuff, but uh, hit some corner threes in that in that quarter as well. And they they were just better at you know. I, I think Denver outplayed us tonight. They outplayed us in game two. Game one was uh, like I think they were up for most of it, but um, yeah, it was it was tough to. It's tough to go out like this. Boston going out a little sadder, more sad than us. So I, I have some That's solace. Nice. <laughs> I, have an, I, I take some solace with that. Um, but yeah, the, hopefully they can get game four tomorrow and we can prolong this series um, a little bit. But yeah, I, I thought, you know, when Jokic and, and Murray really didn't do much, like you're talking about in the third quarter, I think Murray had seven points in the second half, um, a huge three late, Jokic a huge three late. But that was our end when we could not capitalize on a whole quarter of non-Jokic minutes. That's like when teams devour the Nuggets, even when they're good. Yeah. Um, and we, we weren't able to capitalize there. Yeah, I also think, and I said this in the in the the lowdown after the game, but one like really loud signifier to me is the mm-hmm. minutes allocation here where Denver, mm-hmm. you look at theirs. Gordon plays 32 minutes. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. plays 38 minutes. Jokic plays 38 minutes. Murray plays th- uh, 42 minutes. KCP 34. And Bruce Brown plays 29, right? And and yeah. I think, like, to me, if you're getting around 30 and up minutes, that means that your coach is comfortable with you being a playoff performer, right? Any less than, like, you know, 25 and certainly into the 20 and 15 range, It that's just mm-hmm. essentially, like, the coach throwing you in there praying that you don't fuck it up too bad and and then getting the people who he actually trusts back into the game right and you look at the lakers you have d'angelo russell and you have jared vanderbilt at 20 and 14 minutes those are starters man like that yeah. means that that like essentially darvin ham is essentially telling you through those that minutes allocation yeah we're hoping to survive minutes with two starters in there 40 percent of our starting lineup is with guys that you're hoping to survive um, and, and like, I just, that was part of why I didn't understand not starting Rui, right? You look at the other guys who, who are yeah. getting more minutes like that, right? Anthony Davis, 42. That makes sense. LeBron, 43. That makes sense. Austin Reeves getting uh 40 minutes. That makes sense. Rui Hachimura getting 34. I think that is, is, it's a step up from the 30 that he played previously, but he needs to be higher, right? He's been the Lakers mm-hmm. like fourth best player. Like he should be getting so near 40 minutes, um, in this one. So yeah, I just like in that in that Golden State series, it became clear um, through the same reasoning that Steve Kerr didn't have people beyond Steph, Clay, Wiggins, and Draymond that he trusted. Right, everyone beyond that was like you know some anywhere from fifteen to twenty five minutes on a, on a kind of nightly basis, and and. You know, that felt like a big advantage there for the Lakers that they had identified more people that they trusted in larger chunks of that series. And Mm -hmm. that was part of why I thought they were just like the better team here. Then you look at this series against, I think, a better team in Denver. And yeah, by that same reasoning, you look at Michael Malone or no, Mike, Mikey, Mickey, Miguelito, like, like he, he, uh, has identified his, six Seven. guys you know mm-hmm. that he is going to ride um through this this postseason and then you have like your your two guys on the on the peripheries of that and and uh and yeah i i, I think you know we can go into more specifics here but in terms of just 
trustability here. Like over the course of the series, it's been pretty clear that the, there just are too many guys on the Lakers roster right now that you don't trust. You're not a baseball guy, but Mm-mm. this is like the worst feeling as a baseball fan is um, you go through a lineup and you have a nine man lineup, right? Um, you go through that lineup and over the course of a postseason, you like you start to whittle down the number of people that you trust. And like the, you know, when you win a championship, there are like, you have to have at least five guys in your lineup that you trust in pretty much any spot. And um, that's at least, right? Any more than that, you're feeling pretty damn good. Any less than that, and more than half of the pitches, time, right? Uh, no, 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 batters, batters. Like, oh, like batters. if a batter, if a batter, like if a if if a batter steps to the plate and you don't necessarily trust them, or like it's a big spot, and for some reason those big spots always find guys that you're just like, please do something, please. And every so often it'll happen. Like every so often, you know, some a, a batter will will just completely, you know, um, surprise you in a spot. But like for the most part, over the course of a postseason, you find your like five ish guys that if a big spot comes up and they're at the plate, you're like, all right, this is this is a, a real opportunity here. The other four guys, or if your team is worse than that, four, five, mm-hmm. six guys, um, and this is where I'm kind of talking about here with the Lakers, they've reached that point of no return where there are like too many guys here that you don't trust. And sometimes with the with the with the batting lineup, there are just too many guys that you don't trust and your offense just becomes really anemic. And 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 that's really what it's felt like watching this series here against Denver. I've actually really enjoyed the movie Moneyball. I remember it was like a three okay. or four years, five years All ago. Right. Yeah, I yeah. liked that one a lot. Yeah, I didn't learn much about baseball, but I like the uh, like the salary crap stuff and learning how to like find guys and how batting percentage kind of matters more and they kind of pay guys off the name. So I thought that was really interesting. But I think the guy really talking about here, if we're being specific, is D'Angelo Russell, right? Like that's the guy to me. And I remember during the Warriors series, you were like, you said we made Golden State adjust three times and like that mm-hmm. showed that we were the better team. I thought we adjusted before they countered. So like we started the series with Dennis Schroeder starting um, and we started that three guard lineup with D'Lo, Dennis and Austin got ran off the floor in game one. Yeah. Uh, game two. I thought we went to it a little bit as well. Again, it was terrible. We went to it again last night in game three. I just, I didn't understand it. And it's, I know we're trying to get D'Lo going, and I think like what jumps off the page to me, I mean, our starting backcourt, D'Lo is uh, in this series. Um, he's two for, or yeah, he's two for fourteen from three in this Oof. series. Austin is thirteen for twenty. Good looks too. Like it's not. There's not. There are the occasional like transition looks that he's pulling or whatever. He, but for the most part, like Denver has kind of, kind of, sort of like realized, hey, that guy doesn't have it. Like, right they, and they that, aren't in that, a rush to go out there and close out from on him really quickly I'm, before you before you go on my cousin uh adrian here in the in mm-hmm. the facebook comments is is the heat fan you know what man <laughs> i i agree too smile like <laughs> I, I agree because like <laughs> i uh i i i 100 agree that you know go miami and, and these guys are the only people providing me any kind of like joy watching the sport right now but but yeah i had to acknowledge him because the the comments will just literally just be champ like going to go put on your miami jersey do you have a miami jersey to to go put on i do i do i have dude the the first miami vice jersey and Mm, wade was still there that was a jersey that you had to buy i that's that's one of my prized possessions i got in trouble for buying it because i did it 
drunk at a bar and Jen was telling me not to, but it's still worth it. It still hangs there in my closet. Wow, they're up 30. I didn't even check the score um, yeah, this for, is for, for a ass while. Kicking. Yeah. I'm bummed. I, I I bet uh well I you know, I bet Miami's money line. That was an, that was one of the easiest bets I've made all year. Tonight? Really? Yeah, and then um oh, wow. and then I I also bet you know, Bam to grab 10 rebounds and Miami to win. And that was like plus 500. And Bam is not going to get to 10 rebounds. He's I, I didn't. He doesn't have to play. Which no, is, he's, he's not going to play in the fourth quarter. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I thought, you know, I didn't think Boston was going to go out sad like this. But just connecting the two, D'Angelo Russell not playing well yeah. in his head. They are going at him. They are uh, physically uh, attacking him every single possession. It's a license to shoot when D'Angelo Russell is guarding you. Which is a crazy thing to say. Like, D'Lo, he's not a great defender, but they have picked on him to the point where they're like, I don't care if it's KCP, if it's Bruce Brown. Jamal Murray, I think, has a license to shoot once he steps in the building. But, like, uh, those other two are like, if, if do you have D'Lo on you, you're aggressive. And I think it hurt him on the other end. That turnover in the third quarter, Anthony, when we were on our run, mm. he comes off the pick and roll, throws it right into KCP's hands, and they are so far back. They are treating him as the most non-shooter in the world. And he's taking threes that are contested. He doesn't know which one's open and not. We compare this to the Miami Heat. When Duncan Robinson stopped playing well, they just they were like, "You're you're not playing. Like I don't care what you get paid. You yeah. are sitting on the bench." Max Struess is. They keep saying this undrafted. He's part of the undrafted crew, right? I think so. Him, Vincent, Probably. and uh, yeah. So like Max Struess starting over Duncan Robinson because they're like, "You're just playing better." And I'm not saying to bench D'Angelo Russell that way. I'm not sure we have the talent to allocate where we can make up for him. But I think last I night am. was a game where. <laughs> okay i'm so um, <laughs> he shouldn't be playing anymore yeah he's terrible well, he's been he's been he has been he has had one of the most uh counterproductive series i have seen in a long time let alone for somebody at his salary bracket like this is in any context one of the worst series i have ever seen this has been yeah. unreal he's been he's been terrible in the in the three games and i think you know it's sad because i think he had his playoff moments in the last two there were play mm-hmm we're not here without him in my opinion in some of the games he won for us but yeah i think like last night i was surprised i thought they would start dennis and rui i thought that was just clear the numbers bore that out that that was our best lineup dennis rui lebron um ad and austin uh but dilo was bad and i thought that was a night where you had to not play him like i like it, especially after that first quarter jamal murray turned into we just talked about steph curry and a lot of that like dilo's rotations i thought were super slow thought in transition defense he was bad again on switches he's getting picked on and then Anthony, we started it again in the third quarter. Like, oh my god, there. oh my god! I <laughs> when I say I was angry, um, so little like behind the scenes. I'll, I'll bring you guys behind the curtain. Um, I haven't been able to do the playbacks thing because of a, a, a different uh, policy that is now in place as it pertains to streaming rights and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. um, I watched this game um, with Jen last night and. Um, when I have the freedom to do that, when I, when I don't have to be here in my office, I mm. will move around the house depending on like where the Lakers go on a run with. It is that time of year where I'm doing whatever I can, how stupid as super, superstitions might be. Um, I, I just, I can't help myself. So um, one of the spots that has been pretty consistently pretty good for me, we have this island in our, in our great room that I can sit at and and there's like one spot in that island that it like still directly faces the tv so i was sitting there and um jen was sitting there on the couch uh which is you know like almost 
exactly halfway between me and the TV. And um, I see, I see the, uh, the, the, the starting group here in that second mm-hmm. half. And I'm sitting there at the, at, the, <laughs> at the island. And I just like slam my hand down. Just like, what the fuck? And Jen's like, nothing's happened yet. And I'm like, oh, just wait. <laughs> just wait either they're barely going to survive or this is going to be disastrous and i believe it was disastrous if i remember correctly it didn't go very well no no it was awful yeah yeah and 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 i was just beside myself with with anger and i was i started texting other people around the league and i was kind of wondering and, and one of my kind of running theories on that front has been that the lakers don't want to piss off d'angelo russell going into the uh to his free agency because they're concerned like the thing that can't happen this summer is losing him for nothing right if he's gonna leave then uh you you gotta hope that you can get him and another team to agree to a sign and trade where you can keep that salary slot open at the absolute least yeah and um and i've i've been wondering and i kind of asked around the league to the extent that i can hey like what's is is this do you think playing a role here and they said, well, you also got to keep in mind the Aaron Mintz thing, that he and Rob Polinka didn't really um, see eye to eye there as it pertained to Julius Randle. And, and yeah, I've been wondering, and I, I, I can't say this definitively enough to do any kind of reporting or anything, but I have been wondering, like, hey, everybody else can see that this guy doesn't belong in this series. And I know that he's trying to, like, Ham is, like, trying to mitigate the damage that he can do by like limiting the number of minutes that he's playing. But if you're starting a guy and you're, and you're hurting AD LeBron minutes, then you're playing with a hand behind your back. And it's just, it's made me wonder is something else there going on? I'm not saying that you'd be able to speak on it one way or the other, but it's such a clear mistake here that I just, I don't think ham is that bad a coach that he wouldn't be able to acknowledge this. And it's and it's been so obvious that it forces me to wonder what else might be going on. Yeah, and I honestly but think I'm like pissed. yeah, no. And then you know, I honestly thought um, Darwin's trying to get him going, and just even more here. So I know you must have been if you if you slapped your hand there. I can't imagine what you did when you saw he was starting the fourth quarter. Um, but that's <laughs> what we, we were on. We were on. We were on playback, and then uh, Shove I think said Aaron said that D'Lo starting the fourth because Aaron's obviously at the game. I was like, there's no way. There's no way D'Lo is starting the fourth. He's like, yeah, he, like, he just tweeted it. I was like, there's no way. And D'Angelo Russell comes out in the fourth quarter, and we go down really quick, I think like four or five or six points. D'Lo again tries to get going. I think that was when the turnover happened. I don't remember correctly. But, uh, yeah, and then I, I remember D'Lo walked off the floor, like just threw his hands in the air, like kind of I can't believe what's going on. And then, again, he didn't play after that. He played like the first three, two or three minutes. Um, yeah, I thought last night was a game where, you know, I think Darvin's saying like our ceiling, like if if D'Lo's going, that's when this team's at its best, though, right? Like yeah. in my opinion, like I think this team looks its best when D'Lo's confident, and he's such a player that like feeds off his own swagger and feeds off like his own confidence and being and and kind of living with the crowd and you know having a symbiotic relationship with the crowd. When he's not that though, his floor is he drops to such a level that's that's really that really hurts the team. And I thought last night he did 20, 20 minutes isn't a ton. Um, but I mean, going one for eight, but they're, one for they're from- all such important minutes though. Yeah. The beginning of the game, the beginning of the second half, the beginning of the fourth quarter. And, yeah. and again, yeah. like this is when your starters normally play yeah. in those spots. And, and it's just, it's not just the, the 20 minutes. And, and again, it's in those 20 minutes. A lot of times it's with 
one of one of either AD or LeBron or usually both. And if you're sinking mm-hmm. the both minutes be, as he has been this this series, your your team doesn't have a chance. Like it's just over. Yeah. And and that's yeah. what it's been so far. Yeah, for sure. He shouldn't have played. And I thought, you know, again, the Rui minutes were confusing to me. I don't know why he didn't start the game either. I thought it was clear you needed a punch from the from the get-go. And uh yeah. he didn't go, he didn't go to it. He went to D and trusted his guy. And you know, D'Lo just didn't pay it off. And it sucks because Austin was incredible again. Um, another 20 points for him. Anthony Davis, I thought, played really well, had a bounce back game as he said he would, and you got nothing from your guards. But I mean, that's multiple, right? Dennis Schroeder also, I think, had a really bad game. Uh, five points, two for five. Your starting backcourt goes what, like two for two for twelve, two for thirteen? Like that's yeah. that's or your two start your two guards. Like that that's a terrible way, you know, to run offense. And Denver, you know, Jamal Murray went off third quarter. Uh, KCP and Bruce Brown go off, and then Jokic put us away. Um, and look, I don't, I, Anthony, it's too late now, right? Like you're down 0-3. You're not going to bench D'Angelo Russell now, would you? Like. It, for game four, like, is, is that a place you do it? Or, or you think this is kind of a lost cause here where might as well just go back to the well that's been, that you've been going to this whole time? Or do you think it's still time to like still bench, bench D? No, I, 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 you still have to try to win the series, right? Because like, what message are you sending to the guys? If this guy's going to mm-hmm. continue to be this terrible and the mantra going into the season was facts over feelings and you benched an all like hall of famer, a top 10 player ever at his position, and you got him to, to come off of the bench in the name of sacrificing for the team. And now you're not going to be able to do that here with D'Angelo Russell? Like, yeah, a one-time All-Star? You know, like, like the, you're going to have a different set of rules here for a one-time All-Star versus, like, a, a Hall of Famer? <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and say what you will about Russ, but that, that stuff matters in the locker room. So, like, I, I honestly thought, um, and this is not quantifiable or whatever beyond just the score while those guys were out there and the vibes, but this is the vibes aspect of it that when D'Angelo Russell starts in that spot, I do kind of wonder if everybody like in that group also looks around. It's like, we're, we're, we're doing this again. We're, we're still here. This is. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Same thing at the beginning of the, of the second half, too. Like, why, coach? Um, have, you been, have you been watching, you know? And, and especially, especially when the other team is targeting, um, targeting yeah, D'Angelo time. Russell the way that he is. And it's hurting your defense. He's not making his shots. He's turning the ball over. He's clearly in his own head. Like, that's the kind of stuff. These guys have played 
a zillion more minutes of basketball that you and I could ever dream about. If we can see that stuff, you know, through the TV, imagine how it feels like up close and personal on the court with him. Like it, it, it makes me wonder in that spot. Like if everybody, when, when, when Russell starts, they're like, we're still trying to win, right? Like the, the priority here is winning this season. So, or series. So, yeah, I, I know that this series is likely sunk and, and this yeah. uh, Lakers season is likely toast. Um, but I, I do think, and Ham is also the kind of guy who's going to go down swinging. Um, sure. I, I, you have to like, you have to send a message to the rest of your team that you're still fighting to stay in the series. And sorry, Dilo, you don't have it. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. You know, I, I, I just I wouldn't predict Darvin Ham to do that. Um, and I think if you take D'Lo out, then you also have to take um, Vanderbilt probably yeah. out because yet yeah, right because if you Dennis again, we went to Dennis and Vanderbilt together again. Yep. I just I just I, I'm not understanding that part of it. And, De- and Denver went on. I'm still waiting for a Dennis and Vanderbilt pick and roll at this point. <laughs> like- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, let's just make it worse. Let's let's involve both of them in the acting. Like, yeah. It's like it, there's such there's such a disconnect between like what's actually working there with those two guys out there. I'm just like, all right, well, is there a DHO coming? Are we gonna we <laughs> are we gonna get yeah. are we gonna get Dennis Schroeder, the, the screen setter here for Jared Vanderbilt, the ball handler? <laughs> oh man, uh, yeah. And Vando only played 14 minutes, so it's not like he played a ton. But we went to those in those, and that was that third quarter. That was the non-Jokic minutes. We went to the Dennis, Vando, Rui, LeBron, and I, I think it was D'Lo lineup. Got ran off the floor. KCP, Bruce Brown, killed us in transition. Um, and that was kind of the game. But, yeah, that's that's where it's tough. And I think I think Darvin Ham wants to go down with his guys. Like, I, I do think, yeah. I think that's a part of it. Um, and I think he doesn't think that making that starting lineup change, you know, will probably, will, you know, is everything right now. And that's the tough part about it, but and there's also the organizational aspect of it too. Because again, what the Lakers cannot afford this year is losing him outright for nothing, right? Like if people wonder, like if he's going to get overpaid, if he does, it's because the Lakers can't afford to just like lose that salary slot. You need to like the having an inflated salary sheet, cap sheet. Um, all that does is expand your margin for error. And yeah, you know that you're making an error here and eventually you're going to have to trade him for somebody who can play at this portion of the season. But what you can't afford here is just to like, because essentially that would be, that would be like, for one thing, you traded a first rounder, albeit protected for the guy. Like he was the, he was the the biggest name coming back in that trade. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and secondly, like that point at that point, Especially like I, you know, I don't know what their plans are with Malik Beasley and Jared Vanderbilt is only making four million dollars next year. You're like a hop, skip, and a jump away from just letting Russell Westbrook's contract expire. At you know, in terms of um, asset management, and clearly it isn't that because the Lakers had the season that they did because they didn't do that. But but yeah, I I just you know, again, I I, I cannot. This is the way that my brain works, and this is how this is how PR works, right? And I come from from that background. Um, when you don't get a clear uh, explanation for something, when you don't tell your story, it allows or forces everybody else to tell your story for you. And if you if you keep making the same mistake over and over and over again, um, beyond any explanation, it forces people to wonder what that explanation might be here. 
and he so clearly isn't isn't made for this series. He probably isn't made for the next one either. If if they if they somehow get there, um, yeah. And and it's just you you kind of it forces you to tell the story for them um, because we aren't getting any kind of clarity here. Not that right. we would, I, but still, I I just like it's hard for me. Maybe I'm just you know naive to the situation. I just I can't buy that like contract negotiation or wanting to keep D'Angelo Russell happy is something to do with if we can keep we're in the conference freaking finals like four wins away from the championship like you said the facts over feeling stuff but if your name's not lebron james or anthony davis like i'm I'm sorry like all that to me should be thrown out the window so i'm going to just you know again being naive believe that darwin ham's (laughs) thinking here is that d'angelo russell because he is the most talented guard on the team as good as as good as austin reeves is as as hard as dennis schroeder plays D'Angelo Russell yeah. has all the talent in the world. Like he has all the things to like. If he if he put his mind to it, not like that. This is all intention. It's but kind of misplaced like, or whatever. But yeah. yeah, 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 sure. Like like if he tried the way that like if you put Dennis Schroeder's motor into D'Angelo Russell, I think you have a little bit of a, a different player there. Yeah. Um, but you know, D'Lo makes the contract that he does because of because of his scoring ability. I just like. Yeah. I think D'Lo's ability to shoot the ball. That's why he's here, and that's what makes it so frustrating to me. I know you keep bringing up that he should impact the game in other ways. Like he's he's here because he can shoot the ball off. Oh, the dribble, absolutely, like, right. Yeah. And that and he if he can't do that, that's that's troubling to me. And I don't think the answer was ever cut him like cut him fully out the rotation. We don't have the talent depth, in my opinion, to like weather that. Where you just throw D'Angelo Russell out of the rotation, I don't think we you know we would you know we'd be able to win. And he's had games where like he's terrible, and then against the Warriors, game four, three straight threes, right? Put us back up two. Um, start the game in game six. I think he had like three threes to put us er- up early. Like that's, he's a hot and cold player. It's just like, it sucks to see Denver go at him and him not respond to it with any type of force. He responded by um, deferring and being and questioning himself. And that's stuff that happens in playoff series. He's not a star. So like, I think I have a little bit more in terms of like what I expect for him. Uh, but it, it's tough to watch him go through this. And this is what happens to some players. There's a point of basketball where it gets too intense and some guys just aren't, playable um in the in those situations and maybe he's one of those guys i just it's it i i just can't believe that this is a contract thing like that feels like that feels like worrying about the wrong things like that i feel like your your priorities are all messed up if you're like oh we gotta play deandre russell in this must-win game because he might be sad like I, they keep showing him shooting after they the literally game. leaked that raj i know <laughs> but like it was an actual report <laughs> that they were like you know, they could remove one of Dennis Schroeder or D'Angelo Russell here for for Jared Vanderbilt um, or, or to get somebody else in there for that presents more size. And they're concerned that if they do that, they might lose D'Angelo Russell. Like, that was an actual report. <laughs> right, okay, let me, let me ask you this. You've been in PR. Who does that report, like, help? I don't, like, does D'Lo think mm-hmm. that, like, that's, like, a threat or is that help? Like, oh, no, I don't no, no. like. I remember. I think you or someone said like anything that comes out. Try to think about like who yeah. um, who benefits who benefits, who benefits mm-hmm. from it. I don't understand. Like the fan base, that doesn't help them. They're like, really, D'Lo? Like it's conference finals, and you're like, hey, well, don't take me out of the starting lineup. Uh, yeah. But uh, but for the <laughs> team, like you don't, or like even the team side. Hey, Darvin Ham, you don't have the, you know, you don't have the dis- decision making power to pull him on your own accord. I I don't know. Who helps? No, so let me ask you that. Who who benefits from that? I, I really I really don't know. My instinct was that it was a means to light a fire under Russell without like pulling him from the lineup, right? 
where it's kind of like, hey, um, this is something we could do. And this is something that would potentially make some sense here. But we need you, man. Like, we need you to get it going. And so it felt to me like something from, you know, some assistant coach or whatever, trying to get trying to get through to Russell and get him out of his head. Because, like, the thing is, I, I, I have questions about his physical tools in, in it, like, as you get further into the playoffs, right? We've talked mm-hmm. about it. You know, he's not very fast, so he's not going to take advantage of switches when you when they switch on screens. Um, sure. He's not, like, overly physical, so he's not going to punish smaller guards who, who are up against him, too. Um, you know, and, and he's, like, a streaky shooter, but, like, streaky in a way that doesn't normally translate to the postseason. So, like, there are... There are physical explanations for why I, you know, he's having the series that he's having, but also, like you said, he's taking contested jumper, contested threes, passing up on open ones. He's not taking the 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 shots in the mid range when they're yeah. playing in the deep drop against him for some reason. Um, you know, like he's just he's so far in his own head that it felt to me like, you know, some coach just basically going like, "Hey man, we we like this is something we could do, but we're not." This is something we, we we could do, but we're rolling with you, man, but we need you. That's kind of how I took it. We, so we've watched D'Angelo Russell for a few months now. Like, do you think that going at him, like, in, in that manner, he would respond that way? Like, you talked about it earlier. I forgot who asked the question. But like, hey, you as the point guard, you know, you're not, why are you not assisting? He's like, I'm not a point guard. Like, that was yeah. like, you know, like, I just don't think that's the way he was going to respond to this. I, I'm not. You know, I don't, I don't know, like, if that if there's any way to get him to get going. I think this is just him. He needs to hit shots. You talked about the deep drop that. But how do you how do you help that happen, though? Like, I just think, like, I I, I think it's a team that's desperate to get their their lead baller, I guess, is what position he thinks yeah. he plays. Like, like they, they need, they and, and also, like, you mentioned the way that he picks up off of, like, the momentum that is already around him. He is kind of a front runner. Like, you know, there's there's that going on. But also, like, the rest of the team does really respond when he does that stuff, 100%. right? When he has his, you know, when he hit those three threes back to back to back, the rest of the bench went freaking bananas because when they do something, he's also one of the first pre- person, usually the first person, to, like, slap him on the butt, pick him up when they fall down, whatever it is. So, like, he, he I think he's a, a well-liked guy in this in this locker room, and I do think everybody there understands how much they need him. But also, like, he's so clearly in his head that, you know, I, beyond the conversations that I'm sure have happened within within team walls or whatever, I do kind of think it was it was like, hey, look, we've tried everything else. Can, what what else can we do here to, to remind this guy what how much he, how important he is here, how desperately we need him, we need him to just like get out of his head, you know, like yeah. actually. Like you, you mentioned like the making shot shots aspect of it. So much goes into making a shot, right? Sure. It's kind of like, you know, um, like we look at, we look at like the best shooters and D'Angelo Russell, when he's on, you know, looks so effortless, right? Effortless, right? The, mm-hmm. He barely leaves the ground. The ball just kind of like explodes out of his hands there. You know, um, he makes these shots so casual or whatever. And, and uh, it looks easy when it's happening, but, like if you just if you just watch like D'Angelo Russell's shot, he he utilizes his like right hand more than most really good shooters, um, because he doesn't elevate off of the floor as much. Um, it means that he's using a lot more upper body than 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 most shooters are, 
and and he shoots so much off of the dribble that you're trying to manage all of that stuff um, while you're you're typically moving too. So uh, and and also like because he isn't elevating, it means defense is going to affect him more than guys who do get off of the floor, right? And like so much goes into him making a shot, anybody making a shot, but him making a shot for a few extra explanations there. And, and like, I, I really think like he is really damned if going into the shot, he's, he's clearly aiming it right. And you look at most of his misses right now, they aren't back iron. They aren't like back iron that you look like they have a shot. It's front iron stuff. It's, 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 yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's air balls. It's misses left and right too, which is really rare for even like a decent shooter. So mm. yeah, like it's just and and by the way, like the misses left and right, that's what happens when you use your right hand, your offhand more in your shot than than most other shooters. It's just there's a lot going on there, and I I it really felt to me like the team just kind of throwing up their hands, and being like, we got to get the, through to this guy somehow. Here's this extra little thing. Yeah, look, it's a lot. It might like, be a low. miscalculation, I, though. Might like yeah. to your point, it might just be a miscalculation. Yeah, and like I guess the issue isn't more him making or not. You know, like obviously, I think it's his like aggression, his tone. Like he's too skilled to me to be removed from the offense because he's not making shots. And I don't like again comparing them isn't fair. But like, look at Austin. Right when he's cold, he's like, all right, I'm gonna get to the line. Like I'm getting you on my back and I'm getting fouled. I'm coming off the of screens. You, there's nothing you can do. Once I'm in front of you, you're going to either have to jump on my back or I'm getting a mid-range shot. And, like, to me, D'Lo has all of those tools in his box. Like, he has well, every one of those. To, to, every one to, of those that, tools. to that exact point, you just said it's not fair to compare Austin Reeves and D'Angelo Russell. And usually you would say that the other way around, right? Usually you would yeah. say it's not fair to judge you know, an undrafted player compared to a second overall pick or whatever. He was a second overall pick, right? Like, yeah. it's not fair. To, it's not fair. to Like, normally you would compare him that way. You wouldn't compare him because of that reasons. But you're sitting here saying, like, actually, it's not fair to, well, my, well, to compare the, uh, D'Angelo Russell to Austin Reeves. Yeah, well, I guess the unfair part to me was, like, Austin's just hot as well. Like, he's shooting 13 for 23 from three. So, I'm like, I, you know, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to compare them to him in terms of, like, how hot he is and how cold he is. It's just the style and the aggression, right? Like, even when Austin was cold in the Warrior series, None of us were like, yeah, bench Austin Reeves. Like, you know, like no no one said that when he wasn't hitting a three-point shot because he's doing yeah. a bunch of other stuff. And that's the part with D'Angelo Russell. Someone's – it's similar to me. Remember when Malik Beasley was playing terrible, but, like, still, once he caught it, he was shooting? I was like, someone's telling him, like, that's your role on this team. Like, you come in and you just fire. And Malik Beasley, in his head, he's like, oh, I'm not even going to look for the dump-off pass. Why would I do that? They are telling me to shoot right off the catch. Like, he's in – he doesn't. I'm not sure if Malik Beasley has had an assist this year. Like he just comes into the game and just <laughs> and just. It doesn't matter what the defense is. He's firing. in his like entire life. Like, do you, think, do you think? Do you think back when he was like in, in like, uh, you know, the first like clinic, right? Clinic is like the first level of basketball where you like dribble through cones and sure. and you like you learn how to like use your left hand and stuff, and you learn how to like physically throw a pass that like they go to Beasley and he's just like no. Like, bees you gotta throw it you gotta throw it back you, you're playing catch no i'm gonna shoot 
Uh, yeah, so Beasley averaged like one assist a game this year, which is more than I actually thought he would. Uh, Lies. But, yeah, Absolute yeah, but, <laughs> lie. I don't believe um, you at all. They're probably like last minute lobs um, and stuff like <laughs> that. But no, it, <laughs> it's from the Memphis, uh, the Memphis scorekeeper. He's like, like <laughs> just give him one. <laughs> yeah. Nobody will notice. We're good. Oh, man. Um, but yeah, like I feel like Dilo's being told the same thing. Come out and shoot threes and he's taking a ton of off the dribble ones and Denver's doing a nice job, like putting back pressure and stuff. But again, to me, he's, he's too good to be taken out of a game and he's been taking out, he's been taken out of a series, which is concerning. Like that's a little concerning and maybe he can still, you know, come back. There's still a game tomorrow and hopefully multiple ones coming uh, to where maybe he can redeem himself from this series. Um, but he, him being taken out completely of a series is, is a little bit concerning to me, but he's too skilled for that. And then hopefully someone can get in his ear, Go attack Jamal Murray every single time. Take him to the post. Get to the line. Attack KCP. Use their force against them. That's stuff that all is in his in his in his box to be able to do. And he just he just hasn't this series. He's been taken out mentally and physically. And Denver smartly, you know, they decided like D'Angelo Russell was the guy we are going to target, and they got him. So uh, congrats, congrats to them on that. Yep. Um, all right. So let's uh, let's look ahead to this next one. You you kind of started the conversation. Um, you know, mm. by wondering if if we think that the Lakers will bench uh, D'Angelo Russell, I think they should. It makes all the sense in the world. Um, as we watch, like it, you know, you and I are talking. It is four forty three left to go here, and Miami is up one twelve to eighty three on Boston. Boston going out. Wait, it's funny the 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 Miami right now in their first home game or whatever they always do this. They have the whiteout right. Mm. Um, Jason Tatum shows up wearing all white. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> he still hasn't made a shot in the fourth quarter like, oh, I don't know, man. In, in this series. Um, but anyway, uh, the, the, the Lakers, you know, by the time you guys are listening to this, unless you've listened to it live or checked it out since, um, since then on, on YouTube or whatever, um, tonight the Lakers are going to be playing game four. It is a home game. Um, absolutely clearly, you know, this is the must win, right? Their first quote unquote must win or actual yeah. must win of the postseason, um, where, where you win or your season is over. Um, you know, this is not a, what do we call it? Right. Like, uh, um, um, ask your mom on, game or something like on, that. on your mom, like on my mom, ga- on my, on my mom, <laughs> on my mom game, <laughs> on my mama game. Um, <laughs> this is an actual must win here. So, uh, I, I, because of that, I think, you know, they wind up making a change here. Um, if we do see D'Angelo Russell, it's with the second unit where Jamal Murray specifically can't hunt him the way that he has. Um, because it's different when it's like Bruce Brown or KCP hunting you than it is with like Jamal Murray, like the hottest person on the face of the planet. So mm-hmm. I, I think they do change that starting lineup. And and I think they do wind up winning it. They're, this is too resilient a group, I think, to get swept, to get all the way here and get swept, yeah. um, especially at home. But, you know, Denver's also really effing good. Like, they're just it, – it might not necessarily matter. Like, the Lakers have gotten every version of a game so far. They had the crazy comeback game in game one. They had the really hot shooting game and the free throw disparity game in game two. They had the home game in game three yeah. with it that, um, you know, it just it hasn't mattered. Denver, his, it, Denver is just, I think, that much better. But I, I still 
I still want to believe that they 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 pick up this one here. Me too. And Denver played their final card, which the Lakers had no answer for in the fourth quarter. They just decided Aaron Gordon's not going to play anymore, you know, um, because he was hurting them. What a concept. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but like they, they took out Aaron Gordon and they put Bruce Brown <laughs> in uh, for, for Aaron. That Gordon. was like, that's the meanest thing Raj is ever going to. Uh, no, that I was like bad. a sarcastic feel, Raj moment. You've bad. been doing these shows with me too long. <laughs> yeah, I feel, I feel bad for that. Also. Benching that bad was, players. What a notion. Well, How about that? That was unnecessary, uh, but uh, no. Um, so that was <laughs> that was there. That yeah, there was no need for me to be mean like that, you know. But um, <laughs> the worst after you explained it, I thought I went right over it. Um, but uh, yeah, but Denver, Denver, Denver played their final card. They uh, took out Aaron Gordon, put in Bruce Brown, and the Lakers just did not know what to do. You can't roam off of that. They, they had uh, inverted screens with uh, Jamal Murray screening for Jokic every single time. And honestly, I'm not sure what the answer is there, really. There's no good one. It's leave Bruce Brown open, who for some reason feels like this is some revenge game for him, even though he never played here and just hates our team uh, for some reason. So, uh, yeah, like I, I, just I like hope generally that kind of that yeah, kind of player. maybe maybe. Um, but yeah, I think the Lakers can still win game four. But my concern, Anthony, in the second quarter, I don't know if you remember this. Denver went up 10. And our body language was like the series was over. That was extremely concerning to me. And the yeah. only reason we started to come back is Lonnie Walker actually hit a three to cut it back to seven. And then our energy kind of picked up. But I was like, oh, it's the second quarter here. The guys know it's a 2-0 series. It's not, it's not yeah. over yet. But yeah, that, that's my concern. Every 3-0 series but has a moment. That, that's exactly what I'm talking about, though. This, the, like them picking up on like, we know that they, we can't keep starting this guy. Like, like, oh, I'm not blaming all that on D'Lo. That's that's a lot to that's a lot to. No, throw I'm not. I'm not it. blaming it specifically on D'Lo, like him, the player, person, whatever. I'm just saying, like, we're actively harming these guys. These guys have played that. enough basketball to know that this guy doesn't belong in this series, or certainly in this role. Right? Maybe he can play in this series in a different role, but starting and and allowing Jamal Murray to just get going right from the tip by targeting D'Angelo Russell is just, uh, you know, I, I do kind of like if we're, again, if we're noticing and if I'm noticing it, these guys who have played a lot more basketball than me are certainly noticing it. And, and yeah, I, I, I do find myself wondering, you know, when, when they're so immediately digest dejected and they don't come out with the, with the necessary energy. Yeah. I, I just thought it was, it was, uh, you know, it, it makes me wonder. Yeah, that that concerned me a little bit, and I think in any any three zero series, there's a point in game four where like the team that's up three zero can really take a stranglehold of the series. Like there's a point to me in every one of those, um, and I think Denver is going to get that point, and hopefully the Lakers can push through that. And yeah, like t tomorrow's a game, throw everything, you no, know, throw caution at the win, put in Rui Hachimura, play him forty. Austin Reeves needs to touch forty minutes, um, and I hope D'Lo can get have some impact on the game. Like I think it would be disappointing for him to go into the summer with four straight duds like that that's a that's really bad momentum not just for his contract and us bringing him back whatever i think that would be really unfortunate um because i i do think there were really good spots you know in during this postseason run where he really impacted the game and and uh you know helped us win so i think that would be that would be really disappointing if he couldn't make that adjustment but denver's also really just freaking good that that's the way i think most people should come away from this series is that yeah. Denver is really, really good, and Nikola Jokic might be stamping his name among the 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 greats of the greats. Like that, that might be what's happening. And also Jamal Murray turning into Steph Curry. Like he he 
missed three shots in the first half, had 30. Like, I... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm not, and we were only down three. That's what I was excited about. I was like, you withstood the De- the Jamal Murray like avalanche. LeBron James was not playing well. I think he had like five, 10 points at halftime. Um, Anthony Davis didn't really dominate the game, even though his points were there. Um, he's another guy that I guess we can get into too, but. Um, and we withstood that. And then third quarter, you started that starting lineup again. I think that it's the combination of D'Lo with Vanderbilt as well out there. D'Lo not offensive threat right now. And then Vanderbilt, who obviously doesn't give you anything. It just allows Denver, uh, Denver to just set their defense too many times. And uh, we weren't able to score on them. But uh, I think we can still win tomorrow. Anthony. I'm, I'm going to keep the faith. That, right, let's let's keep this season going one, one more game. Yeah, I I also think that they, like I said, like – it takes a really resilient group to go from two and 10 to immediately responding the way that they did after they made the trades to losing LeBron, even after you build that momentum and staying in the race and, and, you know, going from the 13th seed with like a, a few weeks before the playoffs to winning a play in game and, winning a series against Memphis and winning a series against the, the reigning champs. Um, it, I, I would be pretty, I, you know, the only, the only outcome heading into this uh, series that I, I said would outright and completely shock me would be the Lakers getting swept. And, you know, we'll see it again. It might not matter how, how resilient the Lakers are like Denver yeah. is like you're saying really effing good. And there just aren't very many answers when, a coach, you know, sits a a player who is holding a team back, you know, um, and that is the better team. So, yeah, it, it's going to be interesting to see how they approach this one. It's going to be interesting to see, like, beyond how they approach it, how quickly they adjust and, and stuff. Because, like, even if D'Angelo Russell uh, starts, you know, you have to think that Rui will be in there really, really quickly if, if Russell doesn't have it going. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I you know, this is... I'm also like you said. I, I'm. I want to see how AD handles this one. You know, mm-hmm. um, he likes to say that he, you know, doesn't listen to the nonsense about every other game, and he doesn't listen to the criticism about like his availability and stuff like that. Um, which is which is all lies. Like they, you know, like all these guys pay attention to all of that stuff, especially if it's like Shaq, one of the greatest players ever at his position who is like lobbying some of that, uh, offering up some of that criticism. Um, you know, I, I think he has been mostly really good in this series. Um, mm-hmm. I like he has been so good that the two time MVP here probably shouldn't be the Western conference, uh, MVP or whatever Western conference finals MVP. I think that should be Jamal Murray right now. Um, if mm-hmm. I, if I had a vote on it, I would vote for Murray in, in this one. And yeah. so, like, it takes a lot for AD to play even enough with Jokic to mean to, to make it so that Jokic doesn't win that award or whatever. But, you know, um, it, 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 it's going to take another really good big game. 
And like the other thing too is um, if if the if Denver does go to those lineups without Aaron Gordon out there, then the Lakers have to punish them by just absolutely relentlessly pursuing the rim, right? Like they have to, yeah. you know, AD has to has to dunk Murray through the basket, you know, whole body and all. Um, same goes for LeBron, right? They have to, because that's a very small team um, and, and a very yeah. like bad defensive front court that that Denver would be utilizing there. And if the Lakers can, you know, force those guys to have to foul to have a chance at, at, at being physical enough with them. The other thing, too, is I'm curious what the impact on Aaron Gordon would be now that Mike Malone has gone away from him. And now that we've seen, like, he had a shot. It was like a mid-range jumper from, like, the top of the key that mm-hmm. almost was an air ball because, like, he was yeah. he very clearly took it because he felt like he had to take the shot, right? It wasn't a confident shot. And then he gets benched, and then, you know, Denver winds up going on the run without him. So, like, you know, look, you you have to just win one game at a time, and winning game five back in Denver is going to be, you know, damn near impossible. But, yeah, I do think that, you know, the way that the Lakers punish Denver for going that kind of small is through AD, and it is through LeBron James. And we still, like... Jokic felt like he was trying to get in foul trouble in, in at the at the first part of game three, um, yeah. with his approach there. We still haven't seen that like early in the game. It's one thing to have that happen in the third quarter, but early in the game where that guy just isn't a factor at all from the get go. So yeah, I, I really think that like you know on top of I'm really curious how Ham handles this, but I think far more importantly I want to see how LeBron and AD you know in one of the few playoff games that they've been able to play in front of a loud uh money laundering money laundering arena.com um money laundering.com arena um like i you know i i want to see how 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 they go out and how you know the amount of respect that they kind of show for for the fans there um in in what could be that you know what is probably their last home game there yeah, for sure. And yeah, the uh, the best defense is a good offense. I've been saying that all series and you can't let Michael Porter Jr. or Bruce Brown be able to play power forward like that. That can't happen. Like you got to be able to go through them or Jeff Green as well. Like Jeff Green, Bruce Brown, MPJ, you got to put those guys um, in the basket. And that's something I think Mike Malone will only go to when they're up. That feels like a change up baseball change up or like a switch up for them um, instead mm-hmm. of like what their what their actual defense will be. And Aaron Gordon hit a three last night and that felt like six points. I remember he yep. hit a corner three. It put them up twelve. So, um, yeah, and and look, I'm interested how LeBron approaches it as, as well. LeBron in this series, Anthony is three for nineteen from three. Um, that's just painful. Like that, that's really tough. That's that's like we're we're shooting the league type of level stuff, and that that just really hurts your you know your your stability on offense when the guy who's going to handle the ball a ton just can't shoot from outside the paint. Like that, that's really destructive. So he went three for nine last night. Hopefully, that's a you know, a linear curve up for him where he, he shoots a little bit better. But I thought last night as well, we talked about a lot about D'Lo, but I thought that was a game where LeBron needed to take the knockout punch or at least like yeah. hit a few, however boxing works. But like he needed to like land a few blows and um, yeah. he just he just could not land any at the time that they needed to. Oh, he took one where we were on a run. We were up one and he took a transition three. I was like, oh, that's that's not it. That's not the one. Like we're on a huge run here. Just get a layup or get to the basket. But 
Um, yeah, he needs he needed to like he scored 23 last night. Like to me, that's not enough in 43 minutes. No disrespect to the age and all that, but like the Lakers needed more. 22 in game two in 40 minutes. Like those two, like you're, I think the team needs his offensive punch here as much as a playmaker that he's been. And he had 12 assists last night, so he's he was he was awesome at that. Um, but just too many times Denver like is backing up and he needs to finish those. Anthony Davis as well had a few where like he tried to softly soft is not the word, but like he tried to lay it up like and avoid contact. And some of those, you just got to dunk those. Like you got like those yeah. need to be and ones a lot more than they are. The one so. that the one, the foul that like they challenged and didn't get overturned or whatever. Yeah. You're yeah. wide open under the basket, man. If you get yeah, fouled, it that. should be an and one on a dunk. Like, mm-hmm. And and I and like I you know I tweeted that out and people are like oh you can always tell who hasn't played basketball for him like I'm the one like <laughs> this man is seven feet tall has like a 30, 36 inch vertical you know is like specifically built to play the sport that guy can dunk it there I don't care if Jokic like fouls him or whatever and he barely like caught him on his back you know like they they, yeah. they barely caught I think they 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 kept the foul because there was some contact down we got lucky. around like the back <laughs> of the leg or something weird like that like yeah. it was I thought for sure it was going to get overturned probably should have still been overturned in my opinion um mm-hmm. and and like he he missed the layup and you know sometimes um like every so often at this stage of my life if I get hurt you know doing something it's often like I'll look at so the the most recent time that I like cut myself uh, cooking, um, I was in the kitchen and I was cutting up lemons and you know how like the 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 end of a lemon has the part that like attaches to the tree still right there's like a little bit of the stem there left even after they it gets removed from the tree and I was like I wonder if this knife is like sharp enough to cut through that too right. And then the knife slides off of that thing and, and like sinks into my finger, you know? Yeah. And like when that happened, I was like, yeah, yeah, I deserve that, you know? <laughs> like, and, and like, so AD on that one, um, you know, instead of like dunking, hanging on the rim, landing on his feet and like, and, and like being okay there, he like, you know, tries that stupid double pump thing, misses the layup, falls for no real reason. And then Aaron Gordon steps on his finger. And that was one of those oh, moments yeah. where you're like, where you're like, yeah, yeah, I probably deserve that. That's like, that's the, that's the, that's the, the dumb gods out there that are just yeah. like, yeah, you know what? Here's a smack upside your head. Just do the smart, just do the thing <laughs> that you can do. Like, just do like, there's no need to double pump there. And, and, and he like went into that shot, double pumping, like, you know, I, I tweeted out the, the, the clip that uh, Bam had today where he, like, hard dribble to his right, spin Ooh. move in a way that isn't, like, you know, can't be called a charge because he actually, like, changed direction on the spin. And then he, like, you know, collects himself and, and explodes up to the rim, right? Oh, yeah. His, his elbows were, were at the rim, and you see, like, the full extension where you see the arcing in the back and... It was like perfectly uh, shot camera wise because they like zoomed out. They knew it was about to the the arena was about to explode. He's just like boom, and I just said like I said it to Jen and I tweeted it. Out. I was like, when was the last time we saw AD do that? You know, yeah. and you can't yeah. tell me like there are people. You know, you know he's he, he's gone through a lot more injuries than than Bam. It's like okay, he's thirty, man. Like he barely turned thirty. He was in his twenties a few weeks ago, like or a few months ago. 
Like, this is not some, like, 37-year-old guy. And, like, the, by the way, the 38-year-old guy that, that is actually on this roster, try, like, he fumbled the ball out of bounds trying to rock the, <laughs> rock the cradle on a dunk. Like, that guy's actually trying to get above the rim and do crazy yeah, shit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, like, like, at some point, AD, you know, um, I, I know he has phenomenal touch. Like, what one of the more skilled finishers in that regard in the NBA. Yep. But also... He's one of the most talented physical specimens the league has ever seen. And occasionally you just, I just want to see the guy's armpits at the rim. Like just once, I just want to see, yeah. I want to see him explode. I want him to bring like, even the, even like the alley-oops that he's getting right now, it's barely like, you know, kind of forearm above the rim. When was the last time we saw like, be. yeah. When was like, like, I remember, I remember the second time Dwight was, was a Laker, right. Or even or the first time Dwight was a Laker and he was fresh off of back surgery, you know, so at least there was like, you know, so an AD, you know, we'll, we'll find out after the season how, how not hundred percent he is. He still has the stress fracture thing sure. and, and that's, and that's worth noting here, but like he hasn't had a stress fracture thing all year. He hasn't had a stress fracture thing for two years. We just, we don't see that kind of explosiveness out of him anymore. And I remember with Dwight, like every so often he would have that, like, that Dwight dunk, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm talking yeah. about? Like yeah. that, that dunk where he like, he, he has the ability to gather himself. He keeps the ball relatively high so people aren't going to knock the ball out of his hands. And he goes up and he dunks it and he brings his like knees up to him while he's hanging there on the rim. He just looks mm -hmm. so fucking impressive. And, and like, I remember like every so often we would get that and I'm like, Hey, maybe <laughs> just maybe he's on his way back because I remember him doing a lot that a lot more often when he was in Orlando. And then, you know, here with, with AD that first year, Go back. I want people to go back and look at look at how explosive he was, not just in the insane. bubble, but like his first game, his first game with the Lakers. Just just find that on YouTube. Find that find that the, those highlights of his first game as a Laker. And he's trying to dunk from like the free throw line. Like he's yeah. going like one two step from barely within the free throw line and he's trying to dunk. Um, we just don't see that from him anymore. When he's when he's going up to finish, he's looking to lay it up and and, and like it that, that that's just not enough i i don't yeah. think right now yeah and he, he's costing himself points by doing that it's a lot of it's funny I, I told you before we started but like him and bam get compared sometimes i remember like they're they're power bigs with a lot of finesse in their game too and bam's not as good as ad i don't believe but they no. get compared in terms of how they play and uh bam i remember you tweeted that bam only took five shots tonight Every one of them, I think, were him trying to dunk the basketball. Like he tried to dunk every single time on the <laughs> yeah. Celtics. Like every single time he touched it. And I thought that's something that AD can kind of work into this game. And he kind of like, it's Kyrie has some of this as well. Where like Kyrie's so skilled that like he'll he'll make the shots way more difficult than they have to be. He'll get to the he'll get to the rim and will like three sixty spin two double reverse layup it's like dude you had your left hand wide open like just take the <laughs> just take the basket you know and ad does some of that too where like the rim's right there but yeah he takes this push floater shot which he can hit that's a tough shot even though he hits it at a respectable percentage you can take one more dribble and dunk on the guy like that's to me the stuff yeah. that he's really able to do and i want to see him do that more and interesting i was looking at bam's stats like bam shot zero percent from three um two years ago he shot eight percent from three last year he's taking that out of his game He's like, I do yeah. not need to take three-point jump shots. They're all flowed into dribble handoffs. And I'm not saying Anthony Davis should completely remove jump shooting from his game. But it's like the, I think, change in mindset that they've done for him where, like, he's like, no, you roll to the basket, you go hard. And you, if you're at the rim, try to dunk it. Another thing that I think AD can really work on, he slips so many screens, Anthony. And I'm not sure if this is, 
like yeah. a like a contact prevention thing or trying to mm-hmm. lower how much contact he gets but it really messes up the flow of our offense like he'll set yeah. three screen he'll he'll go to set three screens in a possession and nothing come of it because he slips them all before he gets any contact and it messes up our guards offense and his where he's not open and the guards not open and you didn't you didn't um, accomplish anything by that. So I think those are the things that he can really help himself with. But I mean, he was what eight for 13 last night. He had uh, another 18 rebounds or something um, yeah. yesterday from the, you know, uh, yeah, 18 rebounds, 11 for 18. So I thought he did his job at least, but yeah, I, I agree with you. I think there should be more. It's not just about the dunks, right? It's the mentality to go in and yeah. be like, no, I'm bigger and stronger and more physical than you can even imagine to be. And I'm a dunk on your head every time. But instead, like he gets a mismatch against Bruce Brown. He's like, let me take him to the free throw line and elevate over him. Yeah, I mean, you can hit that at a respectable pace. Um, but I think dunking on him just it, it causes a lot more dominoes, which which would help him and, and the team's game. It's it, I think part of it is he's kind of cognizant. He is very cognizant of like the charge possibility that like if he turns like, you know, they have I think on two or three different occasions so far this series just fallen and and it gets the call, but that's where like, like Shaq um, realized this. Yeah, like Shaq Shaq realized like okay, Vlade is just gonna fall if I it, you know no matter what I do here. So every mm-hmm. so often maybe I get away with it, probably won't. But every so often I'm gonna stick my entire arm into this guy's entire ancestry, and I, his like his like fifth removed uncle is gonna feel the the thud that is up against his chest here, you know. And yeah. and like Joel Embiid will do that too sometimes, right? Where mm-hmm. where somebody will go in and step in and take a charge. He'll see the charge coming, and he'll be like, "You know what? I have five other ones." Wham! You know, <laughs> like and 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 I, you know, I, you watch the charges that AD will 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 have called against them, and they are all like most of them are flops because he's not really the kind of guy who's going to hit people hard enough to to like actually commit a charge. Um, but I wish he would like, I wish, I wish like just once, you know, it, uh, you know, he would go in there and, and like you said, some of it I think is legitimately injury prevention, right? Like that he, like the, the more that he gets up there and, and really tries to elevate the more he feels like he is more open to getting hurt. Right. And, and that's always something to keep in mind there. But, sure. but at some point, man, like you are. He he is still in this series the most physically gifted person in it, right? Um, get, like at this stage of his career, mm-hmm. usually you would say LeBron, but that was the case like five years ago, right? Um, you know, maybe a couple years ago. Right now, the most physically imposing person, um, you know, when you combine physicality and speed and athletic explosiveness, is still is still AD. You know, yeah. and and you just would never know it by watching him, you know, he turns into this jump shooter and it's these fadeaway jumpers and it's these floaters and stuff. And it's just like, it's cool that you can do that, but like, you know what you can do that the vast majority of everybody else on the face of the planet can't is dunk on people. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Like there is nobody like Aaron Gordon has, has even kind of like, he doesn't elevate in the same way that he used to. So there's literally nobody on the court at any point while AD is out there who can challenge him at the rim. If he really wants to explode towards the rim, there is nobody who can, who can get there um, and, and, and meet him at the rim like that. Um, except for Jeff green, weirdly who like is going to be 67 years old and still dunking on people. And dunking. Yeah. Um, 
but like beyond that, it, it's just I, I'm waiting for for that that I'm waiting for the LeBron game where he has like thirty something points and just absolutely puts on a show, which I don't think we're gonna get in in it it at year thirty eight of his life. But mm-hmm. I do think it's not too much to ask AD to go out there and 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 have that dunk that brings down the house, like it it, it, it that have that dunk that forces a timeout. Like that's that's what I would love to see. Me too. Yeah, and I think he has that um, capability in him. I think it's disappointing, like that. Like Jokic had foul trouble yesterday. I didn't think Jokic had foul trouble because he was taking away the rim for from Anthony Davis or from LeBron on tries. Right. A lot of it. I think it was like an offensive foul a loose ball foul and stuff like that. So I think like, I think he's got to put the pressure on the refs. It's a lot of Anthony. It's a lot of like, get a little bit of contact and then look at the refs like, Hey, like he hit my wrist and they're like, right. So like it goes the other way, you know, they're not even listening to that though. That's the stuff like you got to go try to dunk the basketball and try to, you know, put the onus on the refs to make the call or have there be so much contact that you're actually initiating it and you're forcing it, you know, upon them. So I think he still has that. I'm hoping tomorrow we get a master class game from him, from LeBron. Um, both those guys, 80 had 40 in game one. Um, I think last night was like what 28. Probably gonna need a 30 point point nine from him. Probably gonna need 30 from LeBron to win because Denver is just that good. And I think they're gonna try to end it tomorrow. I don't see them coming out lackadaisical or without um effort. So hopefully that we can steal this one. I don't want, you know, I don't want the season to end on a on a sweep that would be uh that would that would be disappointing in terms of the yep. momentum and uh the resilience that this team has shown uh for the second half of the year no matter the outcome raj and i are going to be there uh talking right after the game um hopefully you know enjoying a win hopefully you know having that glimmer of hope you know just it's like that the tiny little bit of hope like hey you know they they showed if anyone some stuff can do here. it LeBron they James. They didn't start D'Angelo Russell, and they looked, they looked quite a bit better. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> um, but 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 we'll see how that goes. But like I said, regardless of how it goes, Raj and I are going to be there to talk about it. Um, and and I am going to record a lowdown here in a second as well to get you guys uh, ready for some of that stuff, as well as some of the, the rumors that we're starting to get uh, as it pertains to the offseason. So we'll, we'll, I'll hit on that here in the lowdown later tonight. But until then, and until the next time I talk to you guys, I'm Anthony Irwin. That was Raj Chapalu. This is the Lakers Lounge.